All right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and figure out what other movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are doing our second ever director follow-up special episode. And we are going to be talking to Ryan and Cody LaBeouf, the directors of The Beast, which we covered back on episode 26. Was it 26? Yeah, it was 26. So, uh, yeah, before we jump into that, I want to remind you all, make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can also rate and review us on iTunes. That would be amazing if you did that. And uh, you can also follow us on social media, at PiecingPod. And so, with that being said, the beast was a local Las Vegas film that I covered with Josh Bell here on the show. And uh, it was a good movie. It was a movie that we both really enjoyed. Um, And it's awesome to be able to cover a Las Vegas movie and enjoy it at the same time. You know, you don't want to just cover a movie just for covering its sake, you know. Um, But, you know, the opportunity doesn't arise that often to do a Vegas-made feature. And we were really excited to be able to cover one and to enjoy it so much. And so I'm really glad that uh, Ryan and Cody were down to come and talk to me and uh, discuss their inspirations for the Beast and also discuss our puzzle pieces and whether or not we were right or wrong or out of our minds. So let's go into the conversation. All right. So today on the show, uh, we're doing another one of our director follow-up special episodes that we're hoping to do a lot of in the future. Uh, This is the second time we've gotten a chance to do this. And I am speaking with Ryan and Cody LaBeouf, who directed The Beast. Ryan and Cody, thanks for being here. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, I'm really happy to get to do this, especially with a Vegas film, you know, um, you know, obviously, I've been a part of the Vegas film scene for a long time, and you know, I've always heard you guys' names as well. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's great to be able to do do a, a cool, interesting episode of the show while also, you know, doing something that helps support the Vegas community as well. Absolutely, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Josh Bell brought this film to my attention. It was uh, a film that uh, he really liked, and. Um, you know, he thought that it would be a cool thing for us to do, you know, bring in the whole Vegas thing, as well as just because, he, like he said, it was like actually a movie that he really did enjoy. And then I went ahead and watched it. I liked it a lot as well. And uh, it was really fun to talk about. Um, it's right up my alley. I love like, you know, weird type of movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> so before we like jump into discussing the puzzle pieces and stuff, I just wanted to, you know, have you guys just talk for a minute about yourselves and about your filmmaking and, um, you know, what kind of brought this project together for you. Um. Well, uh, so, so the, we, we grew up in New Orleans, so, uh, you know, we, 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 we lived in New Orleans for, for most of our lives between New Orleans and Mississippi. And then for college, we decided to come out to UNLV. Um, I came out, I'm, I came out in 2008 and then Cody came out in 2011, 2011. And, um, once we were both there making short films through the, through, through the program, uh, in the midst of that, they started a uh, a, a grant. Uh, they, uh, the the Brendan like like the Brendan theaters at the Palms. Oh, okay. Uh, they they were giving out a grant. They had they had done one uh, for a film 
before ours, and ours was the second one. So it was a it was a grant for twenty five thousand dollars that 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 this that the faculty would would vote on on who which student would get this grant, and they would be able to make a future film uh, with with that grant. So we we ended up winning it, and that was the you know that was the beginning of of how this all started, and sure. from there we we wrote the the script. And we we had had like sort of ideas for we've been wanting to make a, a feature for for a little while so we had had like a bunch of different uh, ideas floating around but once we were uh, once we were given the grant it was and it was solidified we 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 kind of put those ideas together and we're like all right how are we actually going to do this sure so that was kind of the right and we also had um, a teacher of ours at the time Clarence Gilliard uh, who's in the movie um, would uh, see some of our work and he was telling us that he wanted us to write a script and. Uh, we're saying, oh, and that coincided him telling us that with uh, us receiving the grant, and so we started to figure maybe we can write the feature for him with uh, with the starring role. And we went to him and said, so we're we're writing this uh, piece with you as the star. Is that is that right? And then what you were thinking? And he goes, oh yeah, great, great. So <laughs> so he uh, sort of encouraged us to to cast him, and we wanted to cast him anyway. So uh, we ended up working. Um, with uh with him with Clarence Gilliard and uh very very happily so and we knew from the from the beginning that that the $25,000 might might seem like a lot of money but it's really nothing it's really like not a, not a lot of money at all if you're trying sure. to make a, a feature film so we were we were adamant about trying to make sure that the that the movie was was pretty uh confined and, and you know it's, it's it's the movie's mainly one location but it goes off in, here and there but uh that was that was something that we were trying to do just to make sure that we had a little more control over it. Than, uh, sure. Sure. You know. Was this the, um, was this the first feature script that you guys, uh, like finished and, and started to try to make, or had you been like working on other things beforehand, uh, aside from the shorts and stuff that you've done? Um, we, we've, we, we had written a couple of different, uh, features beforehand. We, we had, we, we'd written some features when, when, uh, when we were in high school and actually even before, for that, uh, and we had, we had, you know, shot a bunch of shorts and we had actually written an entire feature when we were in college that we were originally going to, to make with, once we found out that, or, or once we found out that it was the possibility of us getting the grant, we were going to make this, this other feature that, that we had written. Mm-hmm. But then once we actually sat down and started talking about it and, and, and thinking about it. We were like, well, this, this, this feature would, it's just too much and there's too many characters and there's too many locations. Yeah. It just wasn't feasible on a $25,000 budget. So we decided sure. to start sort of um, trimming it down and, and making it a more reasonable script. And we basically wrote an entirely new script. Um, one that would just be um, more feasibly uh, doable. Sure. So, um, you know, before we get into the puzzle pieces, uh, you just mentioned that you had written back in high school. So how, how early on did you guys come to the idea of becoming filmmakers? And was it kind of at the same time or was one of you more into the idea first? And the other one kind of came along afterwards. Um, so it, it really it really started when a long time ago when uh, when I was eight and Cody was five and mm-hmm. um, and we were able to get our hands on our um, our either our uncle's uh, high video camera or our dad's high video camera at the time and we just started making movies uh, like like when we were eight and five we didn't we weren't thinking of it in terms of like this is what we want to do sure, sure. You know, f- for a career or a life or anything uh, we were just doing it and then 
from there we just kept kept doing it and and uh and into you know when we were like 12 and 13 14 and then all of a sudden in, in our teens we we just kept doing it and kept doing it and then uh i i uh we, we went to a to like a like this kind of weird arts high school for mm. for high school we would go to we would go to a normal high school for half the day, half the day and then we would go go to new orleans to this different high school for the second half of the day which is a conservatory or a a charter school on the mississippi river in new orleans uh, in the city and uh half the day we would go to the regular high school and the other half we would go there called noca it was called new orleans center for creative arts and i studied film there and cody studied uh, theater there but during that time we would still be doing it so so from from when from when we were much younger we we were always wanted to do it but then in some time in our early teens or something we were like oh i mean people can actually do this and make a career out of it. And I guess that's what we want to do. Nice. Right on. Well, uh, you know, I'm sure I was going to ask uh, about, you know, your influences and whatnot, but we'll obviously get into that as we're <clears throat> discussing these puzzle pieces. So we might as well jump into some of them. Um, and for those listening, the puzzle pieces are the movies uh, and things like that, that we discussed on the previous full episode about the beast. Um, the, the movies that we think inspired you guys to make this movie. And so uh, I'm not going to go over all of them, but I got a, a list here of some of the ones that I wanted to bring up and get you guys reaction. Let me know. Um, yeah, that was definitely something that was on our minds when we were making it, or we love that filmmaker, we love that movie in particular, um, or no, you guys are crazy, that absolutely was not <laughs> something that we had thought of at all. So, um, the first one I think was the first movie that Josh and I both automatically went to, which is The House on Haunted Hill. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, that, that, that's, that's, that's probably the, the most on the money one that, that you all brought up. Uh, and we, we've, we've loved that movie since we were much, much younger, like really, really little. We, our, our dad showed us that movie. So we've been watching that movie all of our lives. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, obviously that, that was a big, uh, inspiration. We watched that a whole bunch of times before, uh, before we right made on. it. It's yeah, not as good as I mean, our movie's not as good as House on Haunted Hill. Well, I, I, like I said, I really enjoyed it. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a good movie in its own, in its own right. Um, Another one here is The Shining. Oh yeah, that's uh, definitely another favorite. In fact, I I might go so far as to to call that my favorite Stanley Kubrick movie. Oh right, and this is Cody. But um, well, it's 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 certainly probably the one I've I've seen the most, and um, and yeah, that was a major inspiration. We probably watched that a dozen times before making it, and um, and yeah, I mean, making a movie about people stuck in a cabin uh, a horror-esque movie about people stuck in a cabin it's sort of hard to to avoid that <laughs> sure sure absolutely um so another one is more recent actually three uh i had mentioned specifically it was like the establishing shots and stuff like that reminded me a lot of uh a24's horror films like it comes at night the witch and hereditary they, uh, that's so that's so funny that you all did say that because obviously we made this movie way before those movies came out mm-hmm. but um but but uh I ha- we haven't seen um it comes at night but but it fall I mean, um the witch and hereditary are actually two of of what we consider like the best horror movies made certainly in, in the last tw- 20 years you know i mean they're they're, they're fantastic and when, and when we watch those we're like jesus those are that's more in line of what 
we should have been doing. Like we like <laughs> we, we look back and see everything that we've done yeah, wrong. We a, did wrong with the beast. It was really a shame to see them after the fact uh, <laughs> because there was just a million little things we wanted to to have known beforehand that through those movies. But yeah, especially the witch and uh, and hereditary are um, are big favorites of ours. So it was it was really neat to hear you all say that. Yeah, those are masterpieces. Right on. Yeah, that's actually funny. I hadn't thought of that uh, beforehand. The idea of bringing up movies and the director being like, I wish I did that. Like, <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what we were thinking when we were watching those movies. Yeah. It was like, God, this is they, these, these guys just figured out how to do all this the right way. You know? <laughs> so uh, another one I had mentioned um, was Synecdoche, New York, a personal favorite of mine, actually. Oh yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't I mean I we, I love that movie. I've seen whenever I first saw that movie <clears throat> back in two thousand eight or nine, um, I probably watched it like like ten times. And I was I tried to like show it to all all of my friends and everything, and some people were thought it was cool. Some some people didn't seem to like it at all. Which sure. is that got I mean obviously, but um, I don't think in any way we ever thought of that movie while making the beast or preparing for the beast it was never like well it's got to be more synecdoche or more this but i think um you know subconsciously we were we were probably borrowing or or taking things from that yeah there's definitely threads of of some sort of a crazy uh person or i guess even a director in the in the case of uh clarence's character putting on Mm -hmm. some sort of outrageous uh theater piece and uh we obviously wanted the one in rabbit or uh, the beast to be uh to be much worse than anything um, that uh, Phil Hoffman is putting on in Synecdoche, but uh, there's certainly threads there that uh, probably um, inspired us without even realizing it because we hadn't talked about that prior to this. But in mentioning it, 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 it makes sense. Uh, so that was neat to hear as well. Yeah, because we're a big Charlie Kaufman fan, so I'm sure like all of his stuff did sense in some way. Nice. You know, I was nice. ripping him off in, in some way. <laughs> yeah, adaptation is my personal favorite movie. So, oh yeah, oh, that's great. That's that's so great. <laughs> so, uh, another Las Vegas film that Josh had brought up was Thor at the Bus Stop. Yeah, that, that's that's funny too because we never thought of that in terms of of uh, of like in, inspiring us or anything. But I mean, we love we love it, and we love we love those guys. We yeah, love the Thompson we're brothers. Big fans and... of the Thompsons' work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As it were, and having gotten to work with them after the fact on the um, the dealer, the other movie that we uh, that we all worked on. Um, yeah, we 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 made a movie right after um, the Beast, like a year after, called Dealer, which was which is a um, anthology movie with four different directors doing four different sections that make up the whole movie, kind of like four rooms. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we we did one of them, and uh, the Thompsons did another one. So being able to work with them in close proximity like that was was pretty cool. Yeah, they're, they're great. And we've actually been working a lot with them recently, so uh, it's it's been uh, it's been fun hanging out with them. And uh, yeah, I'm sure there's there's clearly a, a bit of an influence there too. <laughs> Very cool. Um, so bringing it back to another weird one, uh, Mulholland Drive. It's so funny. Yeah, that that that's a really funny. Yeah, one, so that's another one of the one of those movies that we watched uh, just after making the Beast, like the year after we ended up watching it. And um, I mean, for for me personally, it was, it was or for I think both of us, it was one of the the more impressionable movie watching experiences we've ever had. Um, mm-hmm. And it was another one of those instances of seeing something and going, "Jesus, all these things that we 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 missed or didn't." we weren't aware of prior to making this movie, all these movies we should have seen, we should have 
we should have known about this before making our own and we wish we had because uh, it's it's certainly one of our favorites it's 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 a it's a such a good movie yeah and and, and we're we're big lynch fans and we were obviously like thinking and and, and telling ourselves okay well this has got to be very lynch when going into it and we watched Eraserhead. Sure. before making it but for some i don't know i don't know why we didn't watch Mulholland drive but we watched Mulholland drive like maybe six seven months after we had made the beast and like cody said it was like we watched it and we were like my god we've done we did it all wrong like this is this is how you like <laughs> anything anything we were trying to accomplish just 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 failed uh in, con- in comparison to how how meticulous and how how detailed and everything that he's trying to do or get away with in that movie is done. Yeah, I mean, that's just how it's he's done. just a master of it. And he's had very many years to perfect it. And he's always been very good at it, obviously, even from the start, but um, being the older man that he was when he made that movie, I think he's, he's, he's honed that style by that point uh, as perfectly as, as, as somebody could. And uh, it's so good. Yeah, it's a wild movie, that's for sure. Um, wild movie. I mean, yeah, this, is one, this is one of the best. This is one of the best movies. This is one of the craziest. <laughs> um so uh, let's see another one um willy wonka <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that, that be... yeah that never crossed our minds but we love willy wonka but we are willy wonka fans <laughs> um, the original yeah, one obviously. Specific, yeah willy wonka not not charlie in the chocolate factory um, sure sure <laughs> <laughs> you know you know how that goes but yeah, uh i'll agree with but you yeah i mean that's that's a very funny uh very funny comparison and um yeah i guess there's a definitely an element of us liking the idea of an eccentric host bringing people into a place that they're probably not used to or uncomfortable and we probably don't make it out of right there sure things threatening them and uh and that's certainly true of willy wonka and i'd, I'd be, I'd be interested here. to ask uh ask clarence if he uh if he was inspired at all by by Gene Wilder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, another uh, another one that Josh had brought up was the invitation. Yeah, we haven't seen that. Um, uh, I guess we should watch it, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, you know, you know what? I actually hadn't seen it either. Um, but yeah, that was the second one he brought up, so I, I thought that it would be a good one to mention. Um, but yeah, no, I haven't seen that movie either. I've heard really good things about it. Um, yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, whenever we heard the the initial podcast, we were like, "Well, we should, we should, uh, we should watch that," but we just we just haven't because we're because well, we're lazy. We'll we'll watch it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um. So another one uh, that I had brought up was the Evil Dead series. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we definitely watched watched the evil dead beforehand because we were like well it's a low budget horror film that takes place in primarily one location so we should we should probably watch that we, we, obviously ours doesn't have the um the gore elements or the actual s- straight up spooky stuff like 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 the evil dead has sure which which you know i don't know if we go back now we'd probably change that i mean uh, going i mean being so far removed from it we just see as, as i said as i said before we just see everything wrong and everything that we could have done and we're like all right so let's make sure not to not to do those <laughs> those yeah, things different directions we might have rather have gone um but i guess yeah but yeah evil dead's great love evil dead it's it's interesting you guys saying that about like the directions that you uh would have went but didn't um and i'm just curious as far as like uh and this is a little aside from the puzzle pieces but uh <clears throat> as far as like from what you wrote to what you ended up making um was it was it basically what you were setting out to do 
Technically, uh, <laughs> we translated what was on the page, uh, but I'm not sure um, if we achieved some of the things we were hoping to, or we, we accidentally achieved things we didn't think we would achieve, that some worked and some didn't work. And, and so it, it's... Um, it's it's like a mixture. It was a mixture of like a lack lack of experience of of understanding how to like specifically do those the, the types of things that we wanted to do. Like like we could write it down and we have these ideas in our heads like uh, of what of how this would feel or what this would be like. Or and then you know that's one thing to have it on paper, but then to to actually execute that in a visual medium is is, is something completely different. And that that was our is that, that's what we think our biggest problem was with that is is so much of it was in our head and we we just weren't skilled enough to to be able to translate it to where other people would understand the same things that we're trying to understand that and and the script just not being in a, in the place that we think it should have been like it would probably needed another draft or two mm. uh be, before before setting out because we 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 see we see so many things wrong with it but, but the things that are wrong with it um, are inherent in, in the script. Like it's like the the, the script's the foundation of the whole thing, and if, if there are things screwed up there, it's just going to screw things up all along the rest of it. And and I think those are sort of the prob- problematic uh, things hmm. wrong with it. Interesting, yeah. But I I mean I'd say overall it seems like you guys have been getting a really good reaction with uh with with how uh, how it all came together. Yeah, yeah. People people um people seem to to like like. Like at the premiere, people seem to like. I mean, you never know at the at premieres though, because you're just surrounded by friends and family. Sure. And tell you, you know, yeah. but 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 other people, you know, like people we don't even know, like like you saw it and we don't know you, and you, and you seem to like it. And other people, and we didn't know Josh Bell at all when he saw it, and we people were telling us they were like, "Get ready for for Josh Bell to tear that, that yeah fucking movie apart." Because it's <laughs> yes. true, and we were we were fully prepared for that and ready to almost agree with him in every way. But then come to find he uh, had other opinions, which surprised us very much, which was. <laughs> really uh you know that was that was nice so it was like it's nice it's nice to to hear that even though even if we don't agree with the nice things people are saying <laughs> well i got two more that i'll ask you and then we'll uh see if there's any that you guys had in mind that we left out um first one is the master paul thomas anderson yeah that's that's one of our favorite movies for sure yeah and we and we had just seen that in the in the theater when we started you know writing this and developing this so i think that was just I think that just went directly in. I, and it wasn't real. It was never like us being like, we want to do the master with this. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, that, that just, yeah, that just, just inherently crept its way into influencing some of the stuff we were doing. Cause but, big, big Paul Thomas Anderson fans for sure. And, and uh, I mean, there we blood is probably one of my favorite movies. Several of his movies are obviously just amazing. And um, in my opinion, obviously. And uh, so there was already a lot of that sort of in what we were doing. And then to have seen the master, the same year it um it's it's uh i mean it's flattering that you all would have even thought of that <laughs> whatsoever yeah i mean maybe maybe because of clarence's relationship with um the safari guy in the movie i, I guess parts of that are, are just directly or, or even even um even uh london boyd's character who comes in and you know is, is calling out clarence's bullshit like that that's just kind of like a larger version of that one little scene in the master oh where, yeah, yeah. Uh, where the guy comes in and, and calls him out in front of everyone. Like, I'm sure that that's just what that was in our heads. And we weren't even really thinking of it. But then we just kind of put that in the movie and yeah. 
That's that's funny you just brought that up because I wasn't thinking of that, but that's perfect. So <laughs> yeah, really and, and 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 we 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 honestly didn't mean to do this, but we realized it after that it, that it was the case is, is that that guy who who calls out Philip Seymour Hoffman's name is Mister Moore, and we did name London's character uh, <laughs> Mister Moore, and we like and we were yeah, like, oh Jesus, that was probably just a subconscious. Sure, like, that's probably exactly where that came from, but we weren't realizing it until like after. We had already t- done takes of it, so we're like, well, we can't change that now. <laughs> well, that, that's the funny thing, like, about doing this show is, like, um, you know, we, we definitely, you know, myself and the people who I have on it, we, we don't look at any of these as, uh, you know, taking things necessarily. Just, uh, you know, all movies, they tend to inspire each other, in some, you know, one way or another. Um, and right. so it's interesting to see how these connections happen, you know. It's it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, the last one I was going to bring up, and this one is more of just a joke one because it made Josh and I laugh a lot, but bringing it back to House on Haunted Hill is scary movie too. <laughs> <laughs> That's Which, funny. Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, we, we actually we used to watch all those scary movies. So, um, <laughs> uh, and and that was, that was one of the first ones we owned for whatever reason, the, the, the second one. And um, Chris Elliott and his little hand. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Chris that Elliott. was the dinner table. Yeah, yeah, Chris. Elliott. Where is Chris Elliott? <laughs> I, mean, I guess he's doing something that we're just not paying attention to. He's got to be doing something. He's very talented. He's a cabin boy for Chris. <laughs> but uh, yes, we, I mean, we never, we, we never thought of Scary Movie too, obviously. But sure. like that, it makes sense when you say it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the funny version of House on Haunted Hill. So you know. Sure. But uh, <laughs> so, did you guys have any um, any specific influences when you were making this that we didn't bring up? So there was one funny enough that 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 Josh did bring up, but he he had reservations about bringing it up. I think because he said that he didn't like the movie at all, um, which I personally completely disagree with. It's certainly one of my favorite movies. Is uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Okay, and that was uh, probably a huge inspiration uh, right. on it, as far as again people just being guests at first and stuck in a house, and madness sort of ensues, and it's more uh, conversational madness and and and. Um, confusing people and drinking and there's more and more drinking as it goes so that's there's there's no yeah, denying that yeah keenan's character is in in a way based off of um honey honey you know like in a in a, in a strange way i, I nice. guess i guess i guess we kind of talked about that <laughs> but, nice. um, yeah um another another one that we just watched a lot i don't i don't think it translates at all into into the beast and I, I mean, I, I, I don't see any of it in there, but for some reason we just kept watching it a lot. It was uh, Robert Altman's uh, Gosford Park? Hmm. It's just like there's a bunch of people in a house, but you know, there's like fifty more characters than there are in uh, in the Beast. So I, I don't think there's any real connection, but other than that, it being in a house and there being something happening, and people are like, "Huh." Yeah, sure, I can but, see that. For sure. I can see that for sure. Absolutely. Those are uh, those are two interesting ones, um, and yeah, I mean they go right along. I think if I remember correctly, one I didn't just bring up was Carnage. I think that that's uh, I think Josh oh, yeah, brought yeah, that yeah. up in. Res- I, I think he brought up uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf in response to Carnage. I think if I remember right, correctly, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, and that that makes sense because we we had seen that um, not that long before we 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 started writing it so that i mean that that's probably another one that just subconsciously kind of sure that was pretty good that's sure. a pretty good movie yeah absolutely i always liked that one um so is there any others you wanted to mention um 
Yeah, like I said earlier, Razorhead, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely uh, a, a lot of that Lynchian type of feel to it, for sure. Yeah. And I'd, I'd probably say Shrek. Yeah, definitely nice. Shrek. The Shrek franchise <laughs> had probably the, the greatest impact on I could this. see that, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Shrek 1, Shrek 2, Shrek the 3rd, Shrek Forever After. Like, yeah. You, you know, yeah. the Ab- green, you know. You know. <laughs> Absolutely. And not Absolutely. that we're being paid to advertise uh, the Shrek franchise or anything, but Shrek 5 is coming out soon. Is uh, it you know, really? We're gonna have to do. Out, we'll have to have cool. you guys back for an episode on Trek Five. That would be uh, absolutely. That would just tie it all up with a little bow and everything. <laughs> absolutely, we'll be there. I'd love it. You I'd just love let it. us know a time and place, and we'll, 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 we have a lot to say about that. We've we've been preparing for that since the first one came out. We'll put a, a four-hour block aside. Yes. Shrek. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. We're going to get into it. People are going to be waiting for that one. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so uh, just to uh, to wrap it up, uh, do you guys? What are you guys doing now? Are you guys working on another project, or do you got anything you want to uh, mention? Um, we, we've been doing a lot of, uh, editing right now. We just edited a feature, a uh, horror feature, uh, called The Nest that was shot here in Las Vegas, uh, with the help of the, the Thompson brothers. They, they, uh, they worked on it. Um, so I'm not sure when that'll come up, but we, we just edited that one. Um, but right now we're just, uh, working on, oh, and we also have the, the anthology film that we talked about. I'm not sure when this podcast is going to be released, but, um, next weekend, which is the 27th, I want to say. 26th, 27th, 28th, that the dealer movie is going to be playing in a theater in Los Angeles. Oh, sweet. Um, yes, and then and then it'll have a real be and then it'll be released on uh, on Amazon much like the the Beast nice. same uh, same same distribution company. So yeah, we have that coming up and then um we're just writing writing stuff we're writing a, uh, another horror script right now that um we, we want to try to start uh we want to try to get secure financing for and make uh, sometime in the next next year great well awesome i i hope you guys uh had a good time like going over all these puzzle pieces and i i definitely appreciate you coming yeah, on the show yeah yeah Absolutely. Thanks for, um, uh, thanks for having us, man. Yeah, definitely. The Beast, uh, for everyone listening, you can find it on Amazon, uh, VOD, and uh, Ryan and Cody LaBeouf. Thanks for being here, guys. Thank you. And you see you at Trek 5. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the geek revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join We Be Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Listen to Weeby Geeks podcast on iTunes and Stitcher or online at WeebyGeeks.net. Weeby Geeks, your voice for the geek revolution. Want to know more? All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation I had with Ryan and Cody LaBeouf. 
Uh, I want to thank them for coming on the show to discuss the puzzle pieces and inspirations that uh, made up The Beast. And I hope you guys that are listening go check out The Beast. You can rent it on Amazon VOD. And it's definitely a movie worth watching, so go and check it out. And I'm hoping to do more of these kind of episodes in the future. Um, obviously, we got to grow this show quite a bit before we're talking to... Uh, you know, the the big famous directors and stuff like that. But I definitely want to continue doing more uh, films, indie films, supporting the indie film community, and hopefully talking to some of these directors as well because it's a great way to, uh, you know, look at what we're doing and seeing if we're uh, completely out of our minds with the uh, puzzle pieces that we're discussing. Um, you know, it's it's pretty it's one thing to to look at a movie critically and you know try to pick it apart and whatnot it's another thing to make a movie and uh to have certain things in your mind when you're you're going to make a movie and it's great to speak to filmmakers and you know figure out what's going on in their heads when they're actually doing these things and seeing if there's a lot of uh you know crossover between the two so uh you know i guess that'll do it for today um, as always, you can follow us on social media at PiecingPod. You can join the discussion in our Facebook group, Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group. And you can subscribe to the show. You can subscribe on pretty much all the big podcast apps. So whichever one you listen to podcasts on, go subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes because for some reason that's the only place you can rate and review us. Uh, I don't know. Apple just seems to have a stranglehold on the podcast industry. I mean, I guess the word pod does come from uh, iPod, so I guess it kind of makes sense. But, you know, you'd think someone would come along and have reputable reviews a place to post reputable reviews, but eh, I don't know, whatever. But anyway, I will leave you today with a piece of my music. I haven't decided what, so I'm just going to put it in after I stop babbling here. But I want to thank you all for listening. Make sure you go check out The Beast, and we'll be back with another regular episode coming up here in just a few days. Thanks for listening.
and all points west. <laughs>